This is episode number 140 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, my friends. It's Jesse. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you that enrollment is opening soon for the next class intake of the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy. The Academy is my online course for fitness professionals, coaches, and health practitioners of all kinds who are passionate about serving their clients and patients in postpartum wellness, fitness, and pelvic health support. We are reopening enrollment on October 20th, 2020, so mark it on your calendar right now. The Academy only opens twice per year, and this will be the last class for 2020. You can join the waitlist at jessiemundell.com slash fall dash PFSA, which is linked for you in today's show notes. The Academy is a 10 module course fully online that will equip you with a clear understanding of how to work with people who are very, very early postpartum and still healing from pregnancy and birth. You'll feel confident in approaching and modifying for various pelvic health and core concerns. You will understand how to approach conversations of body discomfort and body image in ways that don't exacerbate harm to your people and you'll have access to marketing and business coaching materials so you know exactly how to develop your online or in-person postpartum fitness programs group classes or workshop series that you want to host on core and pelvic health go ahead hop on the waitlist at jessiemundell.com slash fall dash pfsa to get all the details as soon as enrollment is open to become a certified postnatal specialist we so 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 look forward to getting to know you and seeing all that you create with the academy guiding you hey friends welcome back to another episode of to birth and beyond it's jesse mundell and Anita Lambert. And today we are going to be talking about a topic that specifically we're going to talk about postpartum, but you can apply this to whether you're pregnant or at any point in life. So we're going to be talking about lifting and how to make lifting more comfortable and less symptomatic. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you have pelvic floor symptoms, so let's say you're leaking pee, um, or you're feeling a bulgy sensation around your vaginal opening or prolapse symptoms, you know, any type of pain, um, we're going to give you some tips that can actually be helpful when you're lifting. And this also refers to early postpartum, so soon after having your baby. Um, I think a lot of people are told about you need to lift, or at least I see this in the clinic. You can share, Jess, if you find this with your online clients as well, is you know you have to lift with perfect posture and you have to hinge at the hips and you have to have neutral spine and all these things. And I remember I used to also educate that way, 
And then I had children. And I realized that is just not realistic. If you're lifting your baby, whether from a bassinet, off the bed, off a crib or into a crib or lifting with the car seat, like there's a lot of awkward lifting. So this perfect posture just doesn't really exist. And to be honest, it's not really necessary if you're experiencing symptoms. There's other tips and other helpful strategies uh, that you can use that we're going to share today. But yeah, I'm curious, Jess, do you end up hearing this as well with your online clients? Yeah, totally. Where I hear that this comes up most for people is that they are having lower back pain. And so they've done a little bit of Googling on their own and they have seen these images and blog posts telling them to hinge at the hips or bend at the hips like you're saying, or bend down deep into a squat into the knees. Don't round your back. You're you're rounding your back and that's why it's hurting your back. And those ideas don't really match up. And the other thing that I was thinking as you were introing that, like the awkwardness of lifting in these ways when it comes to even having a tiny newborn, picking a baby up out of a bassinet, maneuvering the car seat, getting it in and out of the car. I was just thinking back to recovering from C-section too and like literally not being able to stand up tall for days in that early recovery, but still needing to pick my baby up. However the hell I could make that happen. So as you're saying, it's just not realistic, but I especially appreciate you saying it's also not necessary to think that we need to be in these rigid robotic ways, or we're going to blow out a disc or our bladder is going to fall out of our body. Exactly. Because those, it's just not true. Um, and I think, you know, we see online more and more these kind of fear, fearful messages that are being talked about. So you may have seen this if you're listening to um, the podcast, you may see this on social media. So we just want to bust some myths and give you some helpful strategies that you can already start trying today. So and also I wanted to mention to you another part postpartum, if you already have other kids, is like, yes, ideally early postpartum if you don't need to lift your toddler. However, they don't always understand that. And depending on the support you have, you might be lifting a toddler or, um, you know, lifting other children or just other things uh, other than just your baby. So you can use any of these strategies for it. So tip number one which you do not need anything other than yourself to do this, is using your exhale as you lift. And so if you've heard other podcasts before, you've heard Jess and I talk about, you know, the relation of your diaphragm. So this uh, deep breathing muscle that lives under your ribs, your pelvic floor, which is at the bottom of your pelvis, and then your other abdominal muscles. And they, they work as a team. And so this idea of using your exhale when you're lifting may change the pressure in that system, which could help you feel better. And we don't always know exactly why the exhale helps, but I've used it over and over in the clinic. I talk about this in my online bump to birth course for pregnant people, and it can honestly make such a difference. And I'll have people test it before and after. And what's interesting is when I have them tested out, so for example, it's not uncommon postpartum that discomfort or symptoms may be with lifting the baby in the car seat. So I'll even have them put a weight, whatever size the baby is, in their car seat. And then I'll have them try lifting the car seat. 
check in what the symptoms are and notice if they're breathing. And oftentimes we're holding our breath. And something to bring up to holding your breath with lifting isn't necessarily a bad thing. However, we don't necessarily need to do it with something of that weight. Yes, if we're getting, you know, heavier into lifting weights, um, that yes, a, a breath hold may be appropriate. But what's interesting is you may be holding your breath for lifting something that you don't need to hold your breath. And so then retest it and I have them do it with an exhale. I don't have them change anything else. I say, let your back round, lift, squat, lunge, however you wanna lift. And just with that simple exhale, they kind of look at me and they're like, okay, my pain is gone. Or like, no, I didn't feel like I was gonna leak. And that's all we change. So that is usually the first tip I'll go to because you don't need to do anything like that much different other than breathe out when you lift. So yeah, how do you find that, Jess? Yeah, I love that because I feel like my fitness coaching clients, especially those who might have experience with exercise, sports, athletics, lifting, they want the cues. They want like all the movements that they're supposed to do. And I know that I have been like this in the past too, with a gymnastics background. I'm like, give me the 17 cues. I got this, but you don't need to, like you said, going with just changing the breathing and then do whatever, because that's actually how it's going to happen in your real life too. When you have a screaming baby, perhaps that you're trying to get in and out of the car seat like you just got to move quickly. So if we can only change that one thing, that tends to be a thing that we can actually remember in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's our, our first tip, which can be quite helpful. Now, kind of a little aside to this one, for some people, again, depending on what's going on with their pelvic floor, sometimes I'll have them add in as they exhale a pelvic floor cue, whether it's, you know, picking up blueberries thinking of stopping pee and gas, whatever uh, works for them. And if they really need that, not everyone needs to add a pelvic floor activation cue, but sometimes adding that can again, make a difference with symptoms. Now, moving on to tip number two is lift in another way or, you know, practice variations. So try all different things. So going back to that idea, when I have Clients, whether I'm working with them virtually or in the clinic, I have them lift and I tell them, I don't want you to think about lifting. I just want you to lift the car seat with the weight in it, for example. And they may do it one way. And then I have them repeat it a few times and they notice they do it the same way every single time. So what I'll have them do is I'm like, I just want you to pick it up a different way, whether it's you put one foot forward and one foot back, and then I'll have them try the other side, or maybe they already were doing that. So I'll say, you know what? have your feet even weight on both feet beside each other. Um, try to do it with more of a squat, try to do it with a lunge, you know, do it with a round back because you've been trained not to do that. So let's do it. Um, so the, that tip is just do it a different way and just notice, do you feel different? And then do you also discover all the different ways you can pick up the car seat? that you don't have to do it one way. And maybe that's why things are symptomatic is because you're doing it the same way every time. Um, that if you just switch up how you're standing, um, how your back is, how you're using your body, that that in itself could actually change your symptoms. 
Yeah, this is such an important one I find with my fitness coaching clients too, is the advice, just notice your tendencies and see what comes up. So if you are having these discomforts, aches, pains, symptoms, notice how you tend to be doing your lifting, your activities of daily life. What does that look like? I know for me, my tendencies are to be thrusty through the chest and the ribs, and that can sometimes influence the amount of lower back issues that I might be having. So for me, it's often best, like you said, to actually lift in a round back position or to do more movements with a more rounded spine because I don't tend to be in that position very often. So notice your tendencies. And then I know we've said this so many times on this podcast so far, but from our mentor, Anthony Lowe, just do something different. Just literally do something different and see what happens. Yeah. And I think to go along with this too, this kind of goes with tip one and tip two, but notice if you're bracing or clenching your abdomen to do it. Because again, we've often been taught that, that okay, we need to draw in our abs or suck in our stomach or maybe clench your pelvic floor and actually you don't need to think um, consciously about your pelvic floor. All these things can make a difference. And, and I get this too, that this is challenging. I find this happens a lot, especially for my clients who've had low back pain. And if they've had it for years, this can feel a little scary to do because engaging the abs to do any movement has been how their body and brain has coped um, to try to protect them. And so if you're listening to this and this, this feels a little scary to do, know that that feeling is completely normal. And we don't ever want you to do something that doesn't feel safe for you. This is just about trying different things because if you're doing it over and over and it's symptomatic, but you're doing the same thing every time. Maybe it is about doing something different and then just see, see how your body feels. But I thought I would bring that up because that's really common for my low back clients um, is that kind of bracing and you may not need to do it. And when we talked about in tip number one, the exhale with lifting, just thinking of exhaling rather than bracing, that might be what your system feels safe with and feels that, um, that it's helping your body feel supportive. So going into tip number three, this is about kind of outside of the idea of during the actual lift, but you've heard Jess and I talk about, you know, lift with a rounded back or, you know, do it in different ways. And so, you know, doing some mobility exercises could actually help you feel better in these really awkward positions. So things like cat cow or, Thread the needle is one of my favorite exercises where you're on hands and knees and you bring one arm under the opposite side. So you're rotating the upper back and then opening up and going the opposite direction. Honestly, these feels amazing postpartum anyways. Um, but I find when movements like that are lacking or, you know, if you're wanting to do exercise to help with comfort, I find they make a big difference. And then they're also going to help you you know, move through these awkward positions and rounding your back um, postpartum, which could then carry over to when you're actually having to do lifting. Yeah, this is so good. And this is what we use within our core plus floor restore program and in our postpartum programming for fitness clients is mobility exercises built into the like little mini circuit of exercise you're doing or the actual itself. Because 
this is how I like to fit in people moving their bodies in different ways or being in different types of body positions or alignments, getting out of your tendencies and into these mobility exercises done in a way that is unloaded and can help you feel a bit more safe, comfortable, and confident during them. Mm -hmm. And then moving into tip number four, that, you know, depending where you are postpartum, because this, like I said, this can apply to at any point after giving birth, whether it's like days, weeks, months, years later, if you're pregnant or if you've never had children, these all apply to you. So depending where you are, if you are doing some strength training, and this could be just body weight, this could be if you're adding weights, um, to then practice, if you're doing squats and lunges and deadlifts, do it in a variety of ways and in a variety of directions. So do some with these awkward positions, or for example, like deadlifts with the rounded back. All these things can just really help your body and your nervous system get used to being in these positions and feeling more comfortable. So then when you do have to do them uh, with, whether it's more load or just you might be doing them more often, depending uh, what you're needing to lift, that training for that can then also help with more comfort um, and less symptoms when you're lifting. Yeah, so good. And this can look really as simple as, say you're doing a goblet squat exercise where you're holding weight on the front of the chest and normally both legs would be in the same position. Maybe you just move one foot a couple inches behind you and you practice squatting in that way. Or maybe if you're used to only lunging straight up and down, you do reverse lunges, or maybe you lunge to the side, or you take that lunge in a walking direction. And like you said, with the deadlifts, there's just infinite amount of ways to switch this up even slightly. So it could be deadlifts with totally straight knees, which might make you feel scared in me even saying that, or maybe you take it to a sumo stance with the legs wide and the feet turned out. I think that this is so key for a lot of us who, again, have athletic backgrounds or have been cued and coached a lot to feel like you can change it up and move in different ways can be scary because we like these rules and these boxes to move in only these certain ways. And that's good form and good technique, but anything can be good form and good technique. So let's just play with it and see what happens. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, so those are our four tips about strategies for lifting. We were talking about postpartum, but again, you can apply this to any point in life. So just to help make lifting more comfortable, less symptomatic, and then to just, you know, approach lifting in these awkward positions, notice what comes up if you feel like you need to have that, what we talked about, that perfect posture, quote unquote, perfect posture, because it doesn't really exist. Um, and if you notice a narrative coming up that you need to lift in a certain way, and then try out these four tips. And we would love to hear, we would love to hear from you how those feel. So feel free to let us know. Instagram is a great way to connect with Jess and I. So whether um, with our podcast page, so to birth and beyond, or you can find me at Holistic Health Physio or Jess at Jesse Mandel. And we would love to hear from you in our DMs, what tips you found the most helpful for lifting. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 